0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 124. And Rick's and I kick things off talking about board games. Just the differences that we've noticed in ourselves in our behavior with board games when we were children, getting frustrated and pissed off, to our behaviors as adults. Still getting frustrated and pissed off, but not having it show. And then we talk about our stimulus checks.
1: $1,200 in the bank. chick ching chick ching chick ching And then we transition into an experience my brother had and the good choices that he had made in the care center, which ultimately ends up in the world of politics and the coronavirus. To wash things all down, we head out into the streets and walk down the road and see those stoplights, which brings to mind Victor's conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah, those stoplights are definitely up to something. So with that being said, episode number 124 of Stream of Thought, we hope you enjoy one of the things that i have wanted to do but haven't been able to do as much i mean before the whole COVID thing i would get together with people and play board games every so often but recently you know a while ago i was thinking i had played monopoly and that game I didn't. I played it a lot growing up with my grandmother, like Monopoly Junior. It was just like her and I, and it'd be so much fun. But growing up playing Monopoly, it seems that everyone always somebody always ends up with an insane amount of frustration and anger. Yes. And someone else is always elated, and every and everybody in between is just kind of whatever. And it seems to be that I found that growing up when we would play. People would want to quit before the game was over because they stopped having fun because one person would end up just dominating and everyone else would suck. Usually it would be my brother would be dominating and everyone would suck. But being an adult, you know, you play it out, you finish the game. And I've, I've personally found myself when I've played board games, I've become less frustrated with when I play Monopoly and then when I was a kid, and I don't know what your experience has been like playing board games maybe with your family right now or the last time that you played one or just your overall observations from when you were a child to when you were an adult oh, in terms of what puts you on edge and what doesn't. Uh,
1: so I guess I still do play a board game, Cribbage. I don't know if you've heard of that. I've heard of okay. it. I've it's heard the it. game with the – I've never played it. You though. don't need this. You can actually do it with just a deck of cards and a piece of paper, but it, it, it's normally a board with, I think it's 160 dots that go either back or forth, like, lined up parallel to each other, and you've got the pegs. I remember, that, that yeah, I, I remember what it looks
0: like only because that was one of the games that we would have in in the Homeroom, you know? Oh, really? In, back in middle no school. I remember seeing that around, but I've never wow, played it. Wow, a
1: cribbage board in... Junior high? Holy cow. I just, I definitely know the name. I definitely know the name. And the the idea of what the game is. So, yeah, that's something that I grew up... My grandfather actually taught me how to play when I was, like, seven years old. It was always fun because he would be... He would never take it easy on me. (laughs) And so... Oh, really? No, there was... Our family, you had to earn the win, even at seven years old. So, yeah, Yeah. I I became a very prolific player. And then, uh, Brooks from college, also plays Cribbage. And so when I was living up in Minnesota with him and Angie, him and I would play Cribbage every couple of weeks or something like that. So that's probably the last time that I played a board game. But I remember, I think this might have been the last time I played Monopoly. It was, it was in high school, I think. And a bunch of us were hanging out from youth group. And we were at somebody's house. And we started playing at like six o'clock at 10 o'clock. And there were like, (laughs) <laughs> six or seven of us playing at 10 o'clock, four hours later, yeah. we were all still in the game. But I think that was the first game we ended up playing for about five hours before somebody won. And that, that is the only time I played with so many people and we've actually completed the game wholly.
0: Several years ago, there was a snowstorm when I was living in Indianapolis. And I played Monopoly and and then Life for like six hours and then i also once played between like board games and card games i once played i think for 9 or 10 hours one day that's my record
1: did this come to your mind because now we're playing words with friends again
0: yes a little bit the thing now is i've had fun playing it because ever since i've been the board my go-to board game is settlers of catan and in set- oh, have you ever played that settlers before of or no catan. in settlers of catan there's a lot of wheeling and dealing, a lot of negotiating, yes. you know, a lot of That's trading. a very strategic game. And so now I've found that when I've played Monopoly before, I have that wheel and deal negotiate mentality and it makes it a lot more fun. Yes. Because because you get creative in terms of what you can do and what and whatnot. So for example, when I was playing once and you try and collect the all three colors. It's like, okay, I'll give you this card, Victor, so that you can complete your color set, but I want immunity from this one particular property if I ever land on it. So we would, we would, go, we would be thinking outside the box. Yeah. As, and sometimes people would be like, well, can you do that? Are you allowed? Well, fuck it. Like, we're making the rules, and it would be very interesting.
1: I feel like Settlers of Catan is like Monopoly on steroids. It's the best part about Monopoly, but it's also much briefer because a game will only last yes. about half an hour, 45 minutes, or something like that.
0: Well, what's crazy, too, with Monopoly, I mean, it can last a while, but it's funny going from Settlers of Catan to Monopoly, because in Settlers, you, you have to figure out what you want to do on your turn, whereas Monopoly, you really only want, need to figure out, are you going to buy this exactly. property, or aren't you? Yeah. So the, the, dice, the, the dice rotate amongst the players much more quickly than Settlers of Catan.
1: Yeah, there's a lot less strategy in Monopoly. Settlers of Catan, it's like 80-90% more strategy, figuring out how to win. Because you also have your cards, you keep your cards close to your chest. And so no one actually knows what people have. So you've got to predict or guess, whatever. Then you can steal cards from other people, but you won't know what they are. Yeah, that's a fun game. That's a fun game even now. I'm totally down. I actually think that uh, I played uh, Settlers of Catan back up in Minnesota with a bunch of us. Got together one night. Yeah. They now have, they have an app. For subs of course, a, they subs do. and board game I believe, you can, game has I an believe app. you can play online with other people. I used to play back on my first smartphone. There was a Monopoly app that I downloaded and You're, played. I
0: used to play Monopoly on Super Nintendo. There was a Super Nintendo Monopoly. They had Monopoly on Super Nintendo. Oh, that's so
1: weird. Now, see, a true board game for a real man is Dungeons and Dragons. That's where the that's where you it know, really comes down.
0: I never played that game,
1: oh, but missing out. I
0: would be down to learn.
1: Yeah, and it it was that was probably my most fondest childhood board game playing experiences because you got to use your imagination and you could be be a warrior or an elf, you got to choose your alignment, good, evil, chaotic neutral. See,
0: I'll say this though, growing up cuz growing up when you hear Dungeons and Dragons, I was just I, I just made the assumption that that's a game for a bunch of nerds,
1: dude. Well, but here's the well, thing though too. Okay,
0: go on. <laughs> because you hear those things like magic and elves, <laughs> and you think like, what the shit is all this? But because also in when I was in Boy Scouts, there would be a lot of people that were into Dungeons and Dragons and Boy Scouts. Okay. And in Boy Scouts, you have a whole slew of different characters and i would meet some people and i'd think to myself you know oh this dude's really into dungeons and dragons but this dude does this this is one of the cool guys that's at the boy (laughs) scout troop this is one of the really really cool dudes Uh and he's into it so maybe maybe i was no no you're not but then but then too once once you uh once Stranger Things came out and there were more Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Dragons oh, right. and I was like I oh, this would be cool yeah, to, to learn maybe oh. because when you become an adult you don't care what about what other people think of what you're into True that. you know if you're into something as a even as a teenager you know or a, a a preteen if you're into something but it's not cool to be into you don't want people to know that you're into that
1: Well and back in what junior high elementary school I I think is when I started playing and uh just for the context, it was myself, my brother, Danny Thomason, Mark Baikowski, and Joe Zagroba. So take that for take that for <laughs> oh what God. it is. My dad was the dungeon master. We would have he would he would custom make <coughs> campaigns. We would play all Saturday afternoon or all Sunday afternoon when I wasn't in football. And we would have a blast. We still actually have some of the figurines, the the little pewter figures. So Oh, so cool. What's the What's the
0: maximum number? And uh, the other reason, too, why I thought maybe Dungeons & Dragons was cooler than I thought was because I believe my cousin played it. And my cousin, who's eight years older than I am, would talk about it sometimes, I believe. And so, because I looked up to my cousin, and I thought he was super cool, Mm. him talking about it, too, made me more curious. Regardless of whether or not something is actually, you know, quote-unquote, cool or uncool... I usually am not into anything or give anything attention unless I hear it over and over and over and over and over yeah, Like again. Tiger King, and then I'll yeah. finally, see, yes, see what it's
1: about. <laughs> Whereas I, I tend to be the. Opposite. I was
0: thinking about that earlier yeah. today. I was thinking about that earlier today, and I was thinking of the different elements, and I was like, "Oh man, I totally forgot about these other things." Because I was telling you what was – I was telling you all about right. Tiger King and I pretty much just told you one or two things because I didn't want to say anything else that was in between. Yes. And I'm thinking of certain things that are that are going to blow your mind. And then today I randomly thought of other things that I didn't think about before and I'm just sitting there, man, fucking Tiger King. <laughs> what a great – what a great documentary. Yeah. For shock value. So for me, Quite entertaining. dude, it's
1: weird because I, well, you say, I don't know what it is, where people tell you things enough times and you're like, fine, I'll finally check it out. I am almost yeah. the exact opposite. The more I hear about something, the less desire I have to check it out. Really? Even, well, and it, it, I don't know, maybe it's just because I like to be different, <laughs> which I am in, in maybe not the best ways, but I just like Zoom, for example, everyone obsessing about Zoom. When the mm-hmm. everyone was shutting down and people were starting to go online, I was like, "Why not, right. Google Hangout is so much better. It's so much better in so different, so many different ways." Well, I
0: saw on anytime I look at. Do you have the Google app on your I phone? Do, yes. Anytime I look at Google, anytime I open Google, I flip through and you can just see random headlines before you search for anything. Yeah. I didn't read the article, but I just saw the headline say something like, "People, there are you know." thousands or millions of email and passwords from Zoom available on the black market. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think, okay, is this legitimate or is this some behind the scenes doing on competitors part to make it look, to make it Zoom look Industrial
1: sabotage.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what happened, for example, between, I believe it was between Edison and Tesla when electricity was becoming a more regular thing and it became to the point, which is better, alternating current or direct current? And one of the two, maybe, maybe Edison, I don't know the exact details, but one of them would be like, no, you see... Their, theirs is dangerous, and then they would, you know, this is the whatever current, and then they would electrocute an animal and kill it, and be like, see, and it'd be like, see, this is why their current, this is why their whatever is, is bad. Yeah. And it's just, it's just completely, completely asinine, and there's no legitimacy behind it. It's propaganda, that's the word I was using. Well, propaganda to try and suppress a competitor.
1: Right. And the energy wars back then, I mean, they they were assassinating people. They were going to extreme lengths. Oh, so- I know. What
0: a crazy fucking time to be around. Yeah. Late 1800s, early
1: 1900s because you still have that element of lawlessness. Well, and then you think about the thing that was just discovered, the harnessing of energy. Whoa, you will be a ruler forever if you win this battle, which is why Edison won out over Tesla, because he was just more ruthless. He ended up, and Tesla kind of went crazy towards the end of his life, but it was crazy that they both knew that they were basically holding the power of the future in their hands, and it was like, nothing is going to stop me from coming out on top in the end. So, I mean, they burned down factories, killed people, it it was crazy Yeah.
0: I was going to say there's a show there's a show I think on your favorite network the History Channel. Oh god. Uh, of course. I the I think it's called The Story of Us. It's some show that talks about pretty much how America came to be to where it was and it revolves around all of the industrial titans okay. at the time. And it's crazy that these people have millions upon mil, like more money than anyone could ever dream of having and it got to the point where they would say like yeah it was never about making money it was about keeping the money is just there to help keep score as to who's winning yes. and it's just never-ending game but they would talk about the different things that they would do to each other just so that they could win and it's Yeah, it's just like you were saying. People are getting killed. There would be just different conspiracies and all sorts of things that would be happening to try and make the other person lose.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what surprised me technology-related? That I looked looked on my bank account yesterday, and what do I see in my checking account? get $1,200? (laughs) $1,200. Yeah, dude. You too? Did you get yours? Got that stimulus check? Yeah, I got. I was I, honestly, I was shocked. I mean, first of all, it happened on tax day, so I wasn't expecting that. I still haven't got my my oh, federal right. refund either. But I was, I, I logged in. It's like, whoa! I was the government just wired me twelve hundred dollars <laughs> stimulus. That was that was yeah. that was very surreal because I know that there there was a bailout back in uh, George Bush's administration, when he sent out, I think it was like $800 checks or direct deposits to people. I don't know if they did direct deposit back a decade plus ago, but...
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know. But I didn't... Yeah, because my my mom texted me and was like, hey, did you get your check? She said that my sister got hers. Wow! Maybe she didn't use the word... Maybe she didn't use the word check. Maybe she said, did you get your $1,200? Yeah. She said, yeah, uh, your sister got hers and I think she said, I got mine. Nick said he's... I don't know. And I go downstairs to check the mail and I'm like nope, didn't get it, whatever. And then later that day, like 6 hours later, my dad texts me. He's like, "Oh, hey, did you get your Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your money." I go down and check the mail. I'm like, "Nope, not yet." And then
1: I love how you were checking mom, the mail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny.
0: And then no, no, what happened was my mom texted me. I said no, and then she checked with checked in with me again like 2 hours later. I'm like, "I just said no." And then my dad Asked me about it, and then my dad also. And when I told my dad no, he was like, "Well, your tax your taxes were done electronically, and you got your refund through a direct deposit, so it'll probably be a direct deposit." Sure enough, look there it up go. right then and there. Boom, twelve hundred dollars. So, dude, hell
1: yeah! Are, are, are you happy? I'm pretty happy. I'm. I'm. Yeah, of I'm, course. I'm not gonna complain. No, this is this is awesome. But what was interesting? So, there's a couple of. Unless
0: they're going to do some shit like tax that money also next year, Um, do you think they'll do that? Oh gosh, I yeah because
1: it's a no. I I think I believe this is a no strings attached deposit. If there are things in the future that go out like another stimulus check next month, then I don't know if they would change. Oh yeah, if it's a
0: regular thing, Yeah, yeah,
1: then then they'll they'll do that. But what was interesting was this was the same day that my mom's computer broke. And so here they're trying to purchase a new computer online, and their card keeps getting declined. Now, I guess not only is it tax day, but it's also the day that, from what you're saying, it all went out electronically. So every single bank had to deal with an influx of millions and millions of dollars being dispersed to customers across the board. So my parents are Mm -hmm. trying to call the bank and unblock the credit card. And for, like, two hours, the lines are full. They're blocked. <laughs> like, the banks are totally um, overwhelmed and swamped and all that. It's like, oh, my goodness. But then add on top of that.
0: Well, why would
1: they – how would – but if it's getting – It's routed through the bank. It go, it goes through the bank, but then why is it that they're so busy? Because they're dealing with – I mean, think, think of a bank, how many customers the bank Don't. has. Um If suddenly every single one of them, but
0: don't computers just do it? Oh, probably because like what? All of a sudden, people have an extra twelve hundred dollars and they're going out to spend it, or
1: they don't know why they're getting twelve hundred dollars and they're trying to call the bank. Oh, I mean, think about older people who may not be paying attention or being like, "How where did this twelve hundred dollars come from?" Kind of thing. I got it.
0: And with all those those
1: uh, alerts out there for scams and things like that, uh, a lot of a lot of the elderly population probably was taking that as a, oh, this, this this there's something wrong here. I need to figure out what's going on. So it, it just happened to be a, a poor coincidence of events that my, my parents had an issue with their, their credit card and weren't able to get a hold of the bank because they were overloaded. But then the other thing, too, now the checks, if you file it and you don't give them access to a direct deposit to your bank, it mm-hmm. takes an extra month to get the checks. They were going to start sending them out May 1st. But apparently that's being put on hold because our dear leader has decided that he needs his name printed on every single one of the checks that are sent out by mail so that people know that he's the president, I guess. And so they don't have the, what do they call those, the the presses or the, the signature thing. So they have, to, right. they have to redo everything. So now it looks like it could be as many as two months. It's probably so he can throw some shit on there that says, you know,
0: $1200 stimulus check brought to you yeah, by something, something President like that. Trump. Yeah, something like that. Did you see the, the do you see the little clip that I sent you that I texted you the other day? Oh. This this is what it is. It's not a, it's just funny to watch. So, I'm not going to tell you like a spoiler okay. alert or anything, but there was a press conference at the White House in regards to COVID-19 and the intention behind it was to tell the press, give them an update <laughs> as to what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right and what the country is doing steps are taken you know, just general outline. And he goes up there and of course is saying, you know, we've been doing a great job and this and that and that and this, so we we put together a little video for you. Go ahead and watch this video. The video starts to run and it's and it says President Trump in the United States back in the middle of January or end of January, blah 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 and then they did the he's just hyping himself up. Pretty much. And then the press, they're like, okay, but what have you done since then? And he gets all offended and defensive. He's like, no, you're not listening. He's like, no, we get it. You've done all these great things. Okay. But since the middle of February, what is this? What have you and the administration done? And he starts, of course, getting flustered and, you know, typical Trump antics, but it was just extremely entertaining to watch. You, you're you looking at it, and you're just thinking, man, what a time to be alive right now. What a time to be
1: alive. I'm just, bro, I'm just so tired right now. And the fact that you have an entire news outlet, Fox News and, and Breitbart and right-wing media, are literally trying to create an alternate universe, and I'm just so tired of it, because... I mean, you look at, um, I've been seeing graphs and stuff, mobility and spread and all that. And, of course, it's the southern states that aren't taking it seriously. And, I mean, granted, most of them live in more rural areas, so they're already Mm -hmm. self-isolating. But I just, I'm just so exhausted every day to have somebody in charge of this whole operation who is the most incompetent person I could think of having to manage a crisis like this and I just <laughs> I'm so done with it. It's like, I appreciate the comedians trying to keep us all say sane, but they're all going crazy too. So, you know, they're without an audience as well. So I don't know. I just national news wise. I'm just so freaking over it. It's just, it's too much. It's just too much. Because it's like, of course, of course he's going to say or do something stupid every single day. He's going to throw a temper tantrum, blame the media, Democrats, for causing coronavirus, cut funding to the World Health Organization. Just goes on yeah. and on and on. And it's like, I can't... ah, really, really?
0: When I saw that, Is I just thought, no like, what, are you, what are you doing, cutting... Yeah. cutting funding to the WHO—they're—they're they're on everybody's team in a pandemic. Yeah, they're the
1: very definition they're on
0: everybody's team. Just keep sending the, the, the money to them. Well, and, get this and then the and
1: else. then of course with the two trillion dollar stimulus check, he said that he's not going to tell Congress where he's sending the money. And guess where the money's going? Either his friends, or his children, or himself. He wants a good cut of that. It just wow. the corruption is on 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 a scale how could you even do that how could some how how could somebody orchestrate that because he has the keys to the kingdom basically and congress can only do so much and his voters don't care <laughs> but if all of that doesn't all of that need to
0: be and be made a public record because it's tax money that would be coming back That's What
1: the law says so that hasn't stopped him before but then oh it, it just yeah uh, i mean you get to a point where it's like literally there is nothing i mean he he used to make that joke about shooting someone on fifth avenue and getting away from it even if he did that right now walked out on the white house lawn and like shot a black person it wouldn't surprise me i would not be shocked like there's an
0: awesome scene in. uh you ever see the movie american gangster with Denzel Washington. Oh
1: God! Years and years ago. It's been a while.
0: Do you remember that scene where he's he's in the coffee shop talking to his brothers, telling them what he's up to, and then another gangster's on the street who owes him money, and he goes out there to collect it, and the guy pretty much tells him no, and he Denzel pulls the gun on him. He's like, well, "What are you gonna do? You gonna shoot me in the street? You just you gonna shoot me here for all these people?" Boom! Just shoots him right there, yeah. <laughs> and then. And then takes that one dollar and puts it in the glass jar and sits next to him. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, whoa, this guy is, like, crazy. How can he just shoot that guy? Because they're in the hood and nothing's going to happen. No one's going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and he can just do whatever he wants The only and get away with right. it.
1: Right? And it, it, it is so weird to see bad behavior rewarded so greatly. And I just think to somebody back like Ray years ago where – that that's the mentality that a lot of his voters have it's like if i can punch you in the face and get away with it damn damn well believe i'll punch you in the face just because i can right don't even need to have a reason just like like Astort my just own authority like, con artists, like
0: if con artists justify for the most part when you watch interviews like well if they or they're too stupid to see what's yes. happening then they deserve to be taken advantage of yeah um no no <laughs> no That's not how well and
1: that's kind of the divide that we have in the country right now is people who believe in a common social currency that we treat each other the way that we want to be treated one one dare might say it's a christian value and ethic and then you have the other half who says take what you can get away with what you can because if people can't stop you then you deserve it (laughs) kind of attitude so the only thing at this point that would surprise me is if he got coronavirus that w- that would shock me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's I, a germaphobe, but... so he already he oh, a, he, he a already was that? somebody who. I mean, there was a there was a video of his former chief of staff coughing in a meeting at the back of the room, and he flipped out. He's like, "If you're gonna cough, get the out of here." Okay. And it was like during a televised really? interview thing. Yeah. What's the doctor's
0: name? He. Uh, Fauci headline... is
1: everywhere. He was on the Bodega Boys. There was thing. a
0: headline saying that. There's a headline saying that that Trump wants to or was thinking of or is threatening to fire him.
1: Yes, you either have your credibility destroyed. I guess that's
0: no surprise by now. Anyone what I wonder what the life expect life uh expectancy is for anyone who gets brought on board onto that uh, administration. He has had the t- the highest, average lifespan of their position. Highest
1: turnover rate of any presidency for upper level positions in the White House. Like, he, he's right. the last three presidents I don't think had as many changes in the past two decades as he has, has in uh, three years. You, you just come
0: to it.: I was just thinking the other day, what's it going to look like for voting come November? <laughs> you know?
1: So I'm not, mu- I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but I have been saying this kind of in jest, but also a little concerned that he very well could say there's one of two things that he could try to do either say, we can't have an election, so I'm just going to be president till whenever I want, or mm-hmm. he tries to suppress cities when the coronavirus... Because it likely is going to... Even if it, if it dies down now, once we get to the fall again, it's going to be back, and we're not going to have a vaccine yet. Mm-hmm. So he could very well try to quarantine cities where there are high numbers of Democratic voters, disproportionately high numbers of Democratic voters, and say, people in cities can't leave their houses or go out to vote while everyone else in rural America can go out to vote. And that, I think, is ultimately what he's going to try and do, because there have been reports of the Republican Party trying to use this as the continued voter suppression um, any way that they can to try and prevent people from voting. And this is this is Mm -hmm. the perfect storm of events for them to try and do something like saying more or less Democrats can't vote in the coming election And that is, that's probably my biggest fear is that, yeah, he'll say, he'll say Illinois, New York, and, uh, you know, California, LA, whatever. You you guys are all quarantined, uh, on election day. You can't go out (laughs) or something like that. I could totally see something like that happen, but I don't know. I mean, I just, yeah, we need somebody. (laughs) I don't care who it is. I'm, you know, I work for Joe Biden, so back, uh. When he ran against Barack Obama in two thousand seven during the primaries, but what were you saying? Pretty much the reason that people drop out—they run out of money. Yes, they run out of money because they can't pay staffers anymore, and most of it needs to go to name recognition. If you have a lot of people, Bernie dropped out. I knew you. I know you were you were fond of fond of Bernie.
0: Yeah, I like the guy. Uh, it's. I guess it just. I was asking that. I knew. I knew the answer to that question, but I was trying to. I'm trying to figure out why he he dropped out, obviously money has to do with it, because he seemed, between all the contenders when this was happening, regardless of the polls, it felt like to me, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Joe Biden were going to be the, the highest contenders. Right. And now all of a sudden, it's it's, you know, spring is just starting, and the election is, what, seven months Something away, like and there's only one person... On the demic on the democratic side. So okay, just is.
1: a brief poli sci like lesson for yeah.
0: Give me a little poli sci. Presidential stage.
1: primaries it basically goes in three stages. The first stage of people who stand the race are people who can identify a group of voters and get high polling numbers early on, and that's the first stage. People who are like um, I don't even know if you know these names, but like Julian Castro, John Delaney, um, even Andrew Yang a little bit but these were these were I don't know any of those people. Oh, that's so fascinating. So that's part of the reason why they dropped out at that first segment is people who had no idea who they were, but then you have somebody like Pete Buttigieg who people didn't know who he was. You've heard that name, right? Mayor Pete? Mayor who? Pete? Pete Buttigieg? No. Oh. Wow, you really name. are in the dark. But for for in the democratic primary, he ended up getting a higher polling number so he was able to stay in. Then comes The tough stretch where you need to raise the funds, get the money to get your message out to a wider area. If you're not able to do that, you drop out. So you saw Mayor Pete Kamala Harris, who is a senator from your state, uh, drop out. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Warren ran out of money. Uh, There were a bunch of other candidates who just couldn't fund the campaign and pay staffers anymore. So they dropped out. And then comes the final stretch where there's normally two or three candidates who it just becomes a math equation at that point where... Bernie, there was no way Bernie was going to catch up. And then add in the craziness of the pandemic and the concern for voters not wanting to exacerbate the issue um, knowing that he was more or less mathematically out of the race is why he ended up just saying, I'm done. If there wasn't a pandemic, I'm sure they'd have another couple of debates and he'd probably ride this out for another month or two, but yeah, it, it comes to a certain point where The numbers just don't add up and if you want people to be safe and not put them in unnecessary harm if you know that it's for a a failed cause more or less then probably the the moral thing to do so it was nice to see bernie actually acknowledge that and and then endorse biden as well after he dropped out so when this
0: whole thing starts let's say for example you have 10 or 15 or 20 candidates with your expertise right off the bat when all this stuff starts can you tell me right away who the at least the probably top 5 remaining people will be without you know what i'm saying yeah like like how much just knowing who just
1: knowing who they are and knowing their career how as as thanos might say how inevitable it is that you yes. get to the final the final crew yeah i would say you
0: right. know what for example like obviously with joe biden having been the vice president you know i'm not going to say it's, i'm not going to say it's easy but he He's going to coast through those first few states, whereas other people might have to put in a ton of effort. And I want to know how many people run for president knowing they're not going to get far, just so they can say they ran for yep, president, or to try and get
1: a cabinet post, or run for higher office. There's a lot of different reasons why right. people that PR. It's the PR, absolutely. You you get a you get a crew of dedicated supporters, maybe some some donations to help fuel a future candidacy at some point. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think basically. At the outset, it was Biden's to lose, and I actually kind of wavered on him for a period when he was having a, a really tough stretch, and you, you saw Kamala Harris take the lead for a little bit, Elizabeth Warren was up there, then Bernie Sanders just shot past Biden, and I'm like, oh God, as as a, as the moderate type of person that I am, I was like, oh, this just, this would be so bad, and I think a lot of the other moderate candidates, because I think there were still four other moderate candidates in the race at the time, Three of them mm-hmm. dropped out, and they all endorsed Biden like the day before Super Tuesday, where I think California was voting as well. Wow. So that that changed everything, and PoliSci people were reflecting on how crazy of a situation where you don't, normally don't see that, where it's a mass migration to one candidate out of fear that the socialist, the the Democratic socialist, would end up getting the nomination if other people didn't drop out of the race and back Biden, and so. Oh. that's the only i think that that was the game changer right there otherwise i think bernie probably you know if this pandemic had happened a couple of weeks earlier a month earlier something like that mm-hmm. bernie very well could be the one accepting joe biden's endorsement it it just it really yeah, absolutely i mean he was favored on 538 which is a statistical algorithm uh, algorithm site that puts together all the numbers and tries to come up with the most reasonable. Had him, Bernie, at about 80% chance of getting a majority of delegates by the end of the race. And then the day of Super Tuesday or the day before Super Tuesday, they all dropped out. Bernie's supporters didn't show up to vote, which is what he needed. And then all the other moderates went around Biden, so... Why'd they show up? Because uh, young didn't. people don't like to vote. <laughs> is there an app for There's, that? <laughs> Can well, I just on my couch? I mean, like... <laughs> I mean an internet <laughs> culture too, where everyone's so outraged about everything and blah 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 blah. I no one like do something if about get, it what like we this need is your is an, what we
0: need is an app an app to send oh, our for vote, out And loud. It, you know it'd be legitimate you know you know it'd be legitimate because it would y- just require a quick face ID. Yeah, there you go. The, you your know? thumbprint,
1: your thumbprint, <laughs> face ID. There we go. Yeah. There was an app that I can download <laughs> to
0: Yeah, they're, they're talking about... And then the app, the photo, the app, the app icon can just be an American eagle. Uh, <laughs> right. And that's the voting app icon. Yeah,
1: I love it. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see because people are pushing voting by mail. And there are some states that actually only do voting by mail. I think Montana is only vote by mail. You can't go in person? Correct. There, there, are, there are no polling locations. It is mandatory only vote oh. by mail is the only way you can vote. I
0: bet because a lot of those places are, are oh, yeah.
1: They're not heavily populated. Exactly, which is why they do yeah, it. It's, it's, it's too hard to get the 100,000 people.
0: I'm going to the neighbors to get a cup of sugar. I'll be in back two in two hours. Two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know just drag drive, totally. drive down the road a, an hour but, or two hey man that's also why they're avoiding the coronavirus is
1: like yeah it literally is like a day long yeah. trek by the the carriage uh, to, to be able to run into another yeah. human being that could uh,
0: they don't have anything to worry about yeah.
1: i'd su- i'd still rather live in a
0: heavily populated city or i know a, i know a, you uh, i know you spot. would i could do i could do rural but i can't do it where i live where my primary residence would be I was driving I think yesterday or the day before. I don't know what I was doing, but I was just driving around LA, looking at palm trees and went went down Sunset
1: and just what? Are you still feeling scared going out in the street? I know you had mentioned last week. Oh, yeah. You were like <laughs> <laughs> like walking down the street and no You're like I feel so no. so worried
0: that- <laughs> and nervous right now. That only that only happened to me when I got too high. <laughs> yeah, I would smoke a little bit of weed. And because I hadn't smoked in such a long time, I got really, really high. And so by the time I get to the corner, I'm like freaking out. And I turned around and came back. Because one day, because what I would do, I would go for a walk. Yeah. And I'd go to Hollywood and then, walk from, and then I'd walk to Highland and back. And it's crazy because it, it's totally open right but i think one day when i walked out i started freaking out a little bit because i was too stoned and i went to the corner and i came back and that was that and then the next day i did it again except i didn't even make it to highland i only made it like halfway down the block before i turned around but you know what i started doing was i feel so much more tranquil i when i walk in the neighborhood's on the other direction in the outpost neighborhood okay. because it's very calm and these beautiful houses and you see plants and flowers. And so I'm much more at ease. It's a, it's so much more enjoyable to be really high walking through outposts <laughs>
1: than be really high walking on Hollywood Boulevard. Dude, yeah. Oh, that would tear. Yeah. I, I would, I would be well, freaking yeah, out. That happened to me. <laughs> if it was Hollywood yeah, Boulevard. Cause, Cause
0: I, I go for a run. I'll run down Sunset. Uh-huh. I'll run all the way to Doheny and back, but it was just the only thing that made me scared was being too high. That's and that only happened
1: like twice. How many? How many <laughs> so people that's... were out on the street? Was it not a lot of people? Okay. Not a lot. What? No, I was just going to ask the uh, Facebook face mask proportion of people oh, walking down the street with face oh, masks.
0: I think more people now than before. Interesting, really. Just because now, as of last week, it became official. Like wear your face mask when you can. Yeah before people would be wearing face masks and be like, ah, I get it, but it's, I think I don't... I personally don't wear it unless I'm going to be in the vicinity of right. people.
1: Yeah, because like you you know like, the Walgreens by my house, right? Yes. I mean, it, it, it is very interesting to see how packed it is, and obviously there's still... Paper goods are actually starting to return. There's no toilet paper back yet, but you're starting to see more and more, like, napkins, and um, I think there were a couple Dude, of rolls of paper towels.
0: shopping, when I was shopping, I was so happy I was able to grab... I usually don't buy napkins. But I found one package of napkins and I just bought it just to yes. have a 200 package. And then and it was only one on the shelf and I grabbed it and then I found one package of paper towels that was a two package, a twin twin pack of paper yeah. towels and it was the good paper towels that I like buying. Oh, I have, like, it, right, I have like, it I
1: have it right like here. Like Bounty next to or something like that. It was the, yeah. It,
0: It's the good paper towels, not the piece of crap one. So I couldn't believe I was able to buy one package, one twin pack of paper towels and a package of napkins. Because I got the napkins so I could use those and let the paper towels last longer. And then that same week on Amazon, I was able to find disinfectant. For
1: only nine dollars. Oh, nice. Okay, that's an, orga- yeah. that's an organic. That's an organic bread, to, right? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, yeah. I vaguely know that and, name. And I was able
0: to get it within
1: three or wow. four days. Nice. So yeah. you're you're set then. And
0: it smells great. It smells amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it it is crazy at uh, at that even at that Walgreens. I mean, there were probably about um when I went last week, maybe. 15 people in the store which is kind of a lot I mean the parking lot was pretty filled but I would say over 50% of people had masks and over 50% people had gloves so yeah I just like oh that's so interesting I mean being responsible is good but I, it, it's kind of surreal just to everyone's on edge whenever they go into a public place especially around people who don't have masks on. And you can feel that anxiety of people literally trying to maneuver in a six-foot radius around other people. It's like, oh, there's somebody in this aisle. Okay, let me go down the aisle next, uh, even if it means I have to, like, make a loop or something.
0: Well, when I go running or when I'm walking around, people are always see someone else on the sidewalk. Oh, I mentioned this once before. I may have mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts that we did the last few uh four or five of them where i mentioned when i was walking down the street i thought it would be very odd that people and i thought it was a little extreme that people would cross the street if you were if we're walking on the right. same sidewalk yeah 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 walking towards each other I, yeah i'm like whatever but now it's become more more prevalent and i do it as well too especially with the whole mask situation
1: yeah, but
0: it's just interesting because you, it's be, it becomes instinctive instinctive now. If someone's nearby, you just want to be away, just get away from them.
1: Well, bro, and I texted you last night. the The shocking thing, kind of bearing the most exciting. Oh yeah, part yeah. That uh, you remember what I had texted you, right? Yes, I know, it was a little I do, late, yeah. so... Well, actually, no, What would have been a reasonable time there. So my brother worked at crazy. a care, care, uh, care facility, and he ended up quitting because it was only safe for him to, to do that. And it was weird, because he would tell me, too, that like, when he brought up concerns about that, that he would get reprimanded for being cautious. And it was he said it was like talking to a Trump supporter, who has, was his boss, who was sleeping <laughs> with her boss... Who was the also the HR guy, so literally there was nowhere to go if you wanted to raise concerns or anything wait, like that.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Go back. Rewind. Robert, let me get this. So yes. Robert's trying to be safe. Yes. He's telling he's expressing and he's his as a, concern as a, as a re- to
1: receptionist secretary. So he's at the front desk. Yes. At the hub.
0: So he's expressing his concern to his boss. Yes. That individual is sleeping. With their boss, yes, he's he's like the HR guy, and he okay. I understand. Okay, get this. So that's exactly why I left Sprouts temporarily because after the whole shit show, I'm just like, I am not working there. It was complete when the when it went out around the time that uh, public large public events were getting canceled, and then they and then they would say like, uh, oh, actually no, gatherings of 250 gatherings of 250 or less is not allowed. Only gatherings of 100. No, 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 no. Not gatherings of 100. Only, and it's very quickly within a matter yes. of days, they kept retracting those statements and they were like, no, stay home. And so it was complete lawlessness at Sprouts. Just so many fucking people. Too and after a few man. days of that, I was like, I am not doing this Like, if unless we're putting limitations like I'm fucking yeah. out of here until further notice. Because I was afraid that would happen. And sure enough, I'm going back in a few days. You are. And there limited num there's limited there's limited number of people. They have plexiglass and th- instead of closing at ten o'clock, we close at eight yeah. o'clock. So I feel a lot safer now going back. But that's why I was like, hell no, I'm out of here because I am not putting I'm gonna not gonna get myself sick. And then what happens is this two or three weeks ago, I think it was yeah, about two and a half weeks ago, something happened the security guard was I was calling him on the phone to to ask him how things are going at the store. And he's telling me, because I don't want to talk to anybody at the store. I just want to talk to Brian, the security guard. And so he was telling me, oh, actually, there was a customer or an employee that I think they thought was sick. And so the entire front end uh, was forced to take two weeks off. And they brought in people from other stores to help fill in because... They weren't sure if any of the cashiers had been exposed to the wow. virus, and so they sent all the all the everyone in the front the front end home, and they just got back yesterday, I guess. Wow. But yeah, man, you can't be too careful. And my brother, I think, is taking. He's like, was trying to figure things out too a couple weeks ago, and the the response was pretty much just, "Oh well, we're just gonna keep working." And my brother's like, "Okay, well." I'm just not gonna be here for a while. <laughs> Good for I think him. He, said, he did the same oh, thing. Oh, that's awesome. He used up. He used up a I I think this is, might be his second or third week, but I believe he's doing the same thing where he's like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna be here. If I get fired, I understand, but I'm not working." Well,
1: and then the, the yeah, which I which is crazy that it there really which is you can't. Kind of a I'll say right, right now, seriously, I,
0: I want to know. I, I'm looking forward to the amount of lawsuits that are going to happen when all this blows over and people finally have money in their pocket for wrongful, wrongful termination. I didn't. I didn't feel safe at work during COVID nineteen, and as a result, I got fired.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. I want to know how many of those are going to. I have a sense that, I, like, I'm half tempted to go to law school because the next five years is going to be a field day. Mm-hmm. For all any lawyer out there, is never going to have a problem finding work. <laughs> There're going to be so many right. lawsuits, anywhere from like canceled contracts to people getting fired to other negligent behaviors, stuff like that. I mean, this is going to be prime time for for lawyers. So I think about Victor in uh, at University of Chicago. It's like talk about a good time to get into the practice of law because <laughs> he is not going to yeah. lack for all of that. But the rub of the my brother's experience. Is And I told you this last night, that now they have uh, a handful, I think it's like four or five confirmed cases at the care center that were just diagnosed uh, with having COVID, which should not be surprising. But the fact that he left at the time that he did, and this, I was talking with him last mm-hmm. night, and I was just saying to him, like, you saved our family from getting COVID, because if you were there, you're, you're at the front desk, you're, you're the secretary, and I think whoever the secretary who took over for Robert ended up getting it. And so he left literally right before it happened, and that was that was like fifteen days ago or something like that. So we're all in the clear, but it, it was one of those things where I mean, like even at the time, my response had been if it's unsafe, don't do it. I mean I totally support you resigning from your position because apparently the person who's in charge is incompetent and insulated because they're sleeping with their boss. So there's literally going to be no repercussions, and there's a reason why half the staff have quit in just a couple of months. So for him to take that step, and then for it to pay off in a way that, like, he... That decision saved our family. I mean, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy just to think that, first of all, that there are people out... First of all, that there's an employment situation like that, where there's got to be something in the handbook or uh, guidelines of the company that inappropriate relationships need to be disclosed or whatever the case is.
0: I noticed kind of changing gears, kind of not, because it still has to do with the the variable is the COVID-19, but we're kind of transitioning a little bit. So for the longest time, when I because there's so many people that walk everywhere. Oh my them. goodness. Yeah. And so and the and the one thing the di- the one thing that's different between here in Chicago is that everybody st- does everybody stands at the intersection until the light on the opposite side of the street is blinking telling you that you can okay. walk. There won't be a single car in sight and people will stand there until it says for them to walk it doesn't matter if it's a small intersection or a big intersection it's just like i don't do that because i just cross when i when there's no cars. sometimes i just sometimes i've become accustomed to it where i'll just stand there and wait like everybody else but i also think sometimes i wonder does pressing that button the walk button you know does that even do anything because i think does that even do anything or is that there? You know, just to keep you busy until the light changes. You know, kind of like when you give a kid, kind of like when you give a kid a fake cell phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, here's here's a, here's a phone just like daddy's. It's got some <laughs> buttons on it. Here, go go play. Uh-huh. Because I just thought it would be very comical. I never really noticed. It doesn't did, it seem to me that when you hit the button, the thing will change right away. It just I noticed it just seems like it's on a rotation and it just automatically mm-hmm. does it. Until I've gone on a couple intersections where I walk up and I don't think to press the button. And what happens? I get skipped on rotation. And so I have to wait another rotation of the lights before it happens. And I hit the button and sure enough, on the next one, it happens. Mm -hmm. But recently, they just put up signs on all of the stoplights everywhere that say, do not push the button, wait, until the signals change on their own. So then I started thinking, wait a minute. Have the signals always changed on their own and they're just putting these signs up because of COVID-19? Or is there some systematic way where they're punching in numbers at their, at their stoplight headquarters or whatever the hell? Where they can automatically make it now, where before maybe it was needed to push the button, but now they change it so it just will automatically every time <laughs> say walk. I don't know what's going on anymore. Some of them too, the button isn't so much a... You, you touch the button, and I've seen mostly this, the styles like, it's almost like a little metal plate, and you barely push it, and then it, it makes a beeping sound. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, it makes a beeping sound and you see the little red light blink to indicate that it's been pressed. And other ones, you push it and you can feel that there's like a there's a a spring behind it Mm. almost. Yeah. Like it's an actual but then there's no there's no other sensor that indicates like, oh, the button has been pressed, which which made me believe is this just a piece of plastic attached to a spring with nothing else? Behind it, what is going on here? Yeah, I, I
1: don't know about that. That would yeah. be a fascinating thing. I'm sure there's a YouTube video on how that works. But yeah, I then the beeping is actually done for the blind community um, or the visually impaired. Oh. That's, that's what I mean. So if there's high traffic areas, typically there will be the beeping to indicate for people who um, have to use walking sticks or, or can't see um, very well.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that when the lights, when it changes from... Do not walk to walk it makes a uh the intersections here they make like a like a boing sound like a (laughs) boing, boing, boing i was like that's strange and then i remembered oh it's probably so that people who can't see or can't see very well know i drove to the beach last week or two weeks ago i think i'll probably drive i'll probably drive out there again today but yeah i do it just to drive around you know, and one of my favorite things to do is driving around and listening, listening to music. I enjoy driving around, and I haven't when I'm yeah. not in traffic like all day, all the time for whatever reason, or if I'm at work there and back. Like you know, I enjoy leisure driving when I haven't already been spending the whole day in the car. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely. Yeah, and I don't mind that too. I mean, from my commutes from Minneapolis to Chicago, every once in a while. I wouldn't mind that. Um, I normally... Is, I, I, I'm not a music person, so I listen to podcasts for most of it, but still.
0: I found that listening to... And I can't remember if I told you this before, but... When I would listen to podcasts, I'm more at ease in the car than when I'm listening to music. If I'm in traffic. Mm-hmm. That's what I noticed when I would okay drive back and forth to no, Chicago nice. for second city cla- for Second City classes. That... If I was listening to a podcast, whatever, I'm totally cool sitting in traffic. But if I was listening to music, or if it, or if I wasn't listening to any music, I would get agitated. But listening to someone talk is just kind of relaxing. Oh, for me. absolutely. And so it wouldn't be as frustrating when I'm in traffic.
1: So I don't know. What's the? I, this was the weirdest thing. I wake up yesterday, and I look outside, and there's like two inches of snow on the ground. And it's going to snow again tonight. And it's going to be another couple of inches me? of snow. Yeah. I know. The other day... Mid to late April. The other day... Crazy.
0: Yeah. Just yesterday or the day before, my dad saw me, oh, yeah, son, it's pretty cold. We got We got a few flurries. It might snow tomorrow. Bro. And I'm looking at my phone like, it's the middle of April. Yeah. Then again, it's not uncommon for that to happen in the Midwest. But at, I definitely remember several years ago, uh, I want to say it was maybe 2013 or 20, 2014, when the tulips in my mother's garden had bloomed. Oh, yes. And, and then, on, then there was
1: a frost that and came. Then, I remember that. And then like that. a week
0: later, there's a frost. And I took a photo because you can kind of see the yellow and red underneath the snow. But at that point... Because it's uncommon. It's. I mean, it's not uncommon for, for it to snow in April, but it's not like this happens every season year after year. So I'm more accustomed to it in my lifetime. By the time April rolls around, it's mostly – it's warm weather. Maybe it's a little cooler. It could be cold, quote-unquote cold being like 50 or 55, and it's raining a lot. And it's not until mid to the end of May that you get consistent warm weather. Well, but it's the Midwest, and, so it could go the other well, way. That's
1: the thing, though. Last week, we had, uh, with the heat index, it was close to 80 degrees. And then the past two days, with the wind chill, it's down to, like, 20 degrees, mm-hmm. 1920 degrees. Like, literal, I mean, the fluctuation in temperature is just freaking crazy. And you're starting to see all the green coming up, too. Everything's starting to blossom. And then we get uh, a couple yeah. of days of sub, sub-freezing weather. It's just like... Oh, I, I mean, I don't mind cold weather, but it feels very surreal to go out in shorts and a t-shirt one day, and then the next morning try to take the dog out, go out in shorts and t-shirts. Like, oh my god, no I'm freezing to death! Like in two minutes, this is horrible. Without without predicting it, I was like,
0: the strange thing I've that I've noticed at least around here in LA is because it's. I mean, you could have seventy degrees. And it's just—it's so strange. I mean, you could you could go out through the day. It could be anywhere from 65 to 75 degrees, and you can see people wearing uh, jeans and a jacket and a hat, maybe. And right. then you can see people wearing flip flops, shorts, and a t-shirt, mm. and then everything in between. And the crazy thing is, everybody's attire is. One hundred percent acceptable for given that day, given the weather. It's strange. Yeah, I just feel right because someone for me coming from the Midwest, seventy degrees, like I'll wear shorts and a and uh, flip flops, but somebody else. Might be wearing. Oh, that is
1: interesting. A coat. Well, I guess in Florida too, because when I visit my grandmother, it's very well. Yeah, she likes to keep the house at around seventy-five degrees or something like that. And even then, she'll wear a sweater or a jacket or stuff like that. So people adapt to the various climates. But it is very interesting as as the northern boys that we are, where we can we can like seventy degrees, totally fine. But for other people who are just. Living in that environment 24-7 It's got to be winter for them It's got to be sub-zero feeling
0: <laughs> My favorite My favorite is when it hits You know After when the winter is starting to end And it hits 50 degrees And people are wearing shorts outside Bro In the Midwest I would, I would at least
1: to, I mean I'm wearing shorts That's the other thing too by the way I don't know if you felt this because the next day could be twenty five degrees. So you got to get your shorts, embrace and it, flip flops I mean, out get right then and sun there. On my Polish skin, you know, I, I'm I'm cool yeah. with that. But actually, something my sister got me that I never actually realized before. Do you know what that is?
0: Containers, remote control. No, no, no,
1: down here. This is
0: that a wireless charger? No,
1: it's a coffee heater. It's a coffee mug heater. Oh wow! I never realized because I it's over here, so I don't have to like reach every time, and it makes a kind of a noise when I put yeah. it down. There's a beep. Um, so I had it over here, but dude, I have gotten a new appreciation for that, and I'm like, oh, my sister knew exactly what I needed to be able to to because that's the thing is I'm a slow coffee drinker. I still haven't even finished this yet, but to have it on the thing where it's constantly warm, like yes. It's awesome.
0: That that means you're just you're not drinking your coffee f- uh, fast enough, bro.
1: I'm a I'm sipper. That's stiffer. what I I'm realized too.
0: When I'm drinking tea, when I when I make my tea and I'm drinking it and it's no longer hot but it's at room temperature, yeah.
1: I think man, I failed. I didn't drink my tea fast enough. <laughs> I'm a saver, and this is I don't know I don't know if we've ever gone out to eat at a nicer restaurant together at some point. I'm a slow eater. I think we have it was it was at like um, what was it the Glen or the the um, the golf course the Lynx Village Links. Oh, that, a, was, um, that
0: was that uh, was Reserve 22 Reserve
1: Twenty Two. Yeah, so when we eat it there,
0: that's I, the name of the restaurant attached to the Village I, Links. I frustrate people so much. I saw you guys there one time.
1: I think so. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The family I was, was there when I was working yes. there. When I was working there, your and, whole family and was you there. Came by, yeah. Right? That was like five or six years ago, something. That was a long while ago, maybe less than that. I, I don't know, but yeah, I I frustrate people so much because I'm a I'm a relatively slow eater. I'm a relatively slow drinker. I just sort of take my really? time, and uh, and I can understand the frustration. I'm the exact people, opposite. I know. I'm I the know exact you opposite.
0: are. I, I always finish my plate before everybody else, and I don't even think I eat that fast. <laughs> I would say. I eat a little bit quicker than the average person, but I oh. it seems to me that I'm either in denial and I eat really really fast even though I don't feel like I do, or every time I or, or, everyone else or every time I eat with people, <laughs> everyone else is eating too slow. slow. Yeah,
1: totally. So, <laughs> here's a fun story and this will be my last my last story, but in regards to the speed of eating it was i think it was two years ago that i was back in new jersey and it was i can't remember whose ordination it was it wasn't mine but everyone was in town it was somebody was getting ordained and so we had a group of six or seven of us clergy and were dressed in our various catholic attire so we, we clearly look the part, and you got some mm-hmm. you got some of my my clerical collar, and then others who are in like longer robes, kind of thing, very very priestly. So we end up going to a restaurant, and it's a all the restaurants in the Cliffside Park area of New Jersey. It's like bring your own alcohol, which is the weirdest okay. thing. And I don't know if that's the case in, in LA or anything got like it. that. But there's a few there's a few spots. We bring a couple of bottles of wine, all that. Uh, sit down and this is the first time that we're kind of all getting a chance to meet each other, introduce ourselves, tell our stories, stuff like that. Everyone kind of goes around. They give a relatively brief introduction as to who they are and stuff like that. And you know when it gets to me what that experience is gonna be i just go on and on and on and literally <laughs> i talk for probably like 35 minutes and this is as as people are ordering and stuff like that there's brief intermissions and stuff and the food comes everyone's done eating and my food has been delivered in about 45 minutes into my rant dialogue you know exposition of my own personal journey i hadn't touched more than like a bite of my food and i think it was joe who said something like oh hey you, I, I think we're all done right now do you want to like get that a, to go back <laughs> and so i had to bring so... it back because i didn't I, I was so busy talking that i didn't actually eat anything so i brought it all back <laughs> Oh, the most humiliating! So you took
0: So so you took like forty-five minutes to do your introduction. How long did everyone else oh, take? F-
1: one minute, five to fifteen minutes at the most.
0: <laughs> okay, so okay, so okay, so I just want—I didn't know. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't one of these like, "Hi, my name is Rick. I'm from Glen Ellen, and my favorite food is pasta." Next person, right?
1: No, no I didn't know if like it was introdu- like inter- <laughs> inter- the, okay. So it was an open-ended thing of introduce yourself, and so people took the benefit to be long or short depending on <laughs> what they want to speak. But I'm like, yeah. I have such an interesting story. I have to share the entire narrative right. because it's been so complicated. So yeah, not, not, not my finest moment in just being self-aware of what was going on because after I, I didn't even think about it and you have a couple of bo- uh, glasses of wine as well, add that in, and you know me, I can just keep going. And at, at yep. some point in time, I definitely know. <laughs> definitely know. I'm just acknowledging what you said. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's that's the job of a friend. We all have is our to, we, is to my, console we all have, your your personality flaws and say it's okay. We all have
0: what my father <laughs> likes to call idiosyncrasies. Everyone's got everyone, their little ticks. Everyone absolutely. has their little things that you know makes them who they are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth?
0: Uh, I guess we're finished up here with this episode. <laughs> I know. Well, well it's kind of. Kinda, I mean, out, I, it feels laugh. like
1: Thelma and Louise, where you come to the cliff and it's like, okay, well, what do we do? But just go down at this point. You just step on the
0: gas and you just, just go. Just yeah. floor it and- I didn't. You've seen Thelma? I didn't know you've seen that. That's a good movie. I, it's a.
1: It's a. It's a pop um, culture icon,
0: man. Even. Even to this yeah. day. Yeah, I can't remember what episode this is. Maybe one twenty-four. It's one twenty-four. I think that's yes. it. So, it's one twenty-four.
1: One twenty-four.
0: Until next time. Peace.